Welcome to our inaugural episode of WHQR Presents. This is WHQR's effort to platform creators across the Cape Fear region. Today's episode is the pilot for As Told By Us, a new podcast by Quaylen Bowen and Sierra Washington. Enjoy. People say I speak for Generation Y. Why lie? I do. Section 80. Your son to play me if radio on. Daughter said just turn one to 21. Listen to Kendrick. For instance, this is going to be fun. I mean, yeah. we have conversations all the time, and I feel like this is going to give other folks, you know, opportunity to, like, peek into our lives. Yeah. You know, a little bit, you know. It's going to get... Some, it's going to be funny, it's going to be like real, it's going to be therapeutic, because I feel like a lot of, most of our conversations are. Are you going to cry on here? <sighs> There's no crying on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, knows? Who knows? Well, should we, should we tell people who we Let's are? Let's do this. Okay, you go first. Hi, everyone. This is Quaylen Bowen, um, and I'm a co-host on this podcast. And I'm sharing the space with Sierra Washington. Excited to be here. And the name of our podcast is As As Told Told By By Us. Us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think it would be cool for us to just kind of talk about like why we chose that name, what the purpose of this podcast is going to be, and hopefully we'll get some really cool listeners that want to look at the world through our lens I guess yeah. I don't know what do you think I this is like a sharing space right yeah um but yeah we can definitely talk about like so this is going to be more of like how does you know our environment where do we come from shape our view our perspectives on life and just talk about that um the cultural aspect of you know living in Wilmington from my perspective of growing up in Wilmington, from your perspective of moving here from somewhere else. Um, And how does that shape our relationships, the way we think, the way we view things, Um, and just have, like, candid, fun conversations around that. Yeah, I think that sounds good. So why don't we... Why don't we start with you? So we're (laughs) we're in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, We both ended up here, but you grew up here. Yeah. So give me... I know a little yeah. bit of it, but can you like give me give me your overview? Who is Quaylen? I know overview, right? Um, okay, so let's see. I'm a native to Wilmington, North Side specifically. Grew up on Six and Harness Street, so not too far from where we are right now. Uh, family. I grew up in a very like matriarchal household. Really? Um, yeah. Like, yeah. My mom. It was my mom, my grandmother. <laughs> and myself yeah. and my grandfather <laughs> for a long time until my mom got married and I was like I don't want to move to like and go to school at Bradley Creek um, but yeah so like I grew up here and my mom was an AIDS rights activist my grandmother was a caretaker and my grandfather owned a, a business um, located on Dawson Street and so that was like my my lens my experience growing yeah. up and as a kid, I thought, like, everyone's parents were, like, activists and <laughs> advocates. And that, I found that to not be true. <laughs> so, and then I, of course, went to Hanover, shout out Wildcats. And and then I proceeded to move to Raleigh and go to school at St. Augustine's College then. Now it's university. 
and for elementary education, I graduated and then I stayed there um, until 2012 when I moved back to Wilmington mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, this is different. It was different than when I left. So I had to like reacclimate myself to my environment, get to know people all over again, get to know my city all over again. And that, that's been a journey. It's been a real journey. That's when I got really involved heavily in like community work. Yeah. And I never saw that for myself. Well, okay, so wait, what was that switch though? Because you studied elementary education, yeah. but then you came back and started doing community work. I just wasn't passionate about it. Yeah. I think I came back and was like, I could be a teacher or I could work like corporate, right? And make more money. And I'm a mom, so I, that was something that, you know, I was thinking about. And so I went corporate, miserable. And I was like, you know what? Something happened in me and it was just like, you can't do work you're not passionate about. Mm -hmm. Like, you just can't. And yeah. I was like, all right, I quit. Took a huge pay cut and was just like, no, I'm, I'm definitely going boots on the ground. And um, I joined a, a committee I'm in the city that was really around um, justice um, and really trying to get folks to come out to the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March, just uh, organizing around that. And from there, I started meeting people and I started doing more community work, um, just volunteering yeah. for different things. Um, and then I was like, no, this is, this is what I'm probably going to do for the rest of my life in many wow. different forms. But I knew at that moment that's something that I would probably do forever. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, crazy in the sense of, like, you really seem to take after, like, your mom's footsteps. Even though yeah. when you went to college, like, that was not your trajectory at all. No. And then you get here and, and you pave your own way within that. Yeah, I, I think I saw, too, um, the need. I think it, I think it was a spark yeah. in college that I just... I just didn't acknowledge or I didn't, you know, think about too much. It was just like I saw something uh, needed to be done and I'm just going to do it, right? And we were organizing even in college around Jenna 6. What's that? Jenna 6. Yeah. So, like, I can't remember even where exactly in the South it happened, but there was, like, uh, at a school, there was, like, the, some kids, I believe they were, like, Caucasian kids, like, um, hung, like, these like nooses for like trees yeah oh wow it, google it because i don't want to misrepresent anything that happened um but in college we definitely uh rallied around that and um that was like a little that was like the, the spark i guess yeah, yeah. um but it still wasn't enough for me to be like oh this is this is this is what i'm, I'm gonna do forever like i just thought like you know it was something that touched us at the time as students and we're all like oh no we're going to uh, be heard right and mm -hmm. we all congregated and we marched literally from St. Aug campus to Shaw University wow. um, and rallied at Shaw um, and then we have Reverend Barber um, with the NAACP come and speak it was a, it was a thing right um, but uh, to bring it back home like I didn't I still didn't see that even with my mom being an actor, I still didn't see that for myself. But I think it was something that I noticed coming back home was like something's off. And can I, you speak to that more? Because you, yeah, you, you mentioned that like you you lived in Wilmington, but then when you came back, it was totally different. Like, what do you mean it was different? The city was changing. Just even visually, first, that's the that's 
the first thing you recognize, right, when you come back and it's like, oh, this isn't how I left it, you know. The north side looks so different, so completely different. Even for me having memories of riding my bike from my house to um, the Cotton Exchange, totally different experience for today. Downtown, totally different experience. Um, And so... Also, you know, like I started um, being in conversations within like local politics um, because, you know, it's interesting before I used to to take this like approach like I don't do politics. But guess what? Politics do you. Everything's political. <laughs> Everything's political. <laughs> Whether sweetie. we want it to be or Young not. Young Quaylen was just like, I don't do politics. <laughs> like, girl, yeah, you should do. You do. <laughs> so, like, and it's it, it's crazy because, like, I come from, like, a, a family who, like, very much, like, you don't do politics. Probably because I was tired of hearing politics, even within my household. Yeah. Like, I had this conversation that my grandfather used to have me, like, riding in the car, um, just listening, like, crazy Fox News, like, uh, media. And then be like, I'm like, Granddaddy, why are we listening to this? He's like, you need to know who your your enemies are, girl. I'm just like, okay, I just want to go to the park. <laughs> but literally, I was I'm like. i trying to go on a swing. I'm trying to go on a swing. I'm not trying to understand who is saying. Right. I'm like, yeah. O'Reilly, I'm not trying to listen to O'Reilly right now. <laughs> so, and, and also, like, uh, have me, like, reading, like, political satire, like, uh, comics and stuff like things of what that What is name. your childhood, man? Yeah, like, I'm an interesting person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that, I mean, yeah, so that's how I got here. And I think that, one, clearly my family and um, even us subconsciously just, like, implant this thing where, you know, uh, you see that change is necessary and things need to happen and you should be the one to like step up and not just be like oh someone else can do it no you you can do it yeah. um just that leader that leadership just instilling and empowering me to be that person like if you see something wrong fix it type yeah. of thing um and then as i got older and became a mother of myself i just had this like urge to be like i have to fix this place for my children other children because like i'm not gonna always be here but if my children look uh, grow up and then think like my mom did nothing to make this place a better place for me like they can never say that wow I can never say that about my mom either so that's something I keep with me too while I do this work I think that's such a beautiful way to look at like beyond legacy but just like this generational you know how they talk about like generational curses yeah okay well that is the exact opposite like you have like generational blessings for your kids because you have taken this sort of civic communal responsibility yeah absolutely yeah what so what does that look like for you and your childhood and how does legacy look like for you like where did you come from let's talk about that um Totally different, Quaylen, from you. I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I was born in Oklahoma. Um, Cowgirl. (laughs) Um, But I've I've lived in North Carolina since I was four and grew up in Charlotte. I was big into the church. Um, My family would spend all, all day Sunday at the church. And I was working in the children's service. I, you know, did all of that. Um... And then, yeah, I, I lived, I, I would say for the most part, upper middle class. Yeah. Um, and so 
Like my family definitely wasn't rich, but I definitely had a lot of my needs met and my wants, yeah. right? Yeah. And so um, when I was a senior in high school, <laughs> I had this thought that I was going to be this big film director. Like I was like, I'm, I'm going to do movies. I'm going to do film because I would just sit in my room and like really watch all of these like deep emotional dramas, like sad girl movies. Ugh. You love those? Have my heart, man. Mm. And so, like, I was like, oh, this is so beautiful, and I can see it and understand it in this way, and so I'm going to make movies. Um, wanted to move to New York. I wanted to be a total creative, and my mom was not having it. So instead of going to New York, I was like, okay, I'll go to Wilmywood <laughs> um, <laughs> and, like, make films there. Um, so I took a film class, though, and... Something in me was just like, this isn't it. Yeah. And I realized my favorite, like, sad girl drama movies were the ones of, like, redemption stories and people helping people. And I was like, that's actually what I want to do. And, like, the documentaries that I loved were always about social commentary and community. And I was like, that is, that's what I want to do. Um, So I changed my major to psychology um, and graduated from UNCW in 20, 2019. And um, it's interesting because everyone always talks about how like UNCW in particular, and this is no shade, like the, the university did, you know, afforded me a lot of opportunities, but at the time, and I think they're coming out of it now, UNCW is very much a bubble. Yeah. And so I knew nothing about Wilmington the four years that I went here, except my senior year when I started interning. My first internship was with the Blue Ribbon Commission, um, which is now called Voyage. And that was my first time on the north side of Wilmington. Ever? Ever. Oh, wow. And I was like, what is this? Oh, <laughs> I, could, wow. I could only imagine, like, <laughs> it looks completely different yeah. from college yeah. campus. Yeah. And even, like, from back then, to now it's yeah. different oh, yeah. over there. And then my second semester of senior year, I interned with Vigilant Hope. And so then I got the South Side perspective. And those two experiences really like cemented in me like there's more work to be done. Yeah. And so just as like you came back and you were like, my community's changed, I need to reacclimate myself and I wanna be able to do the work. My perspective was more like, I'm in this new town. There's so much to be done. Yeah. I feel like I can find a niche to kind of to, to do things. And so I want to do that community work. Um, and so eventually, you know, hopped around from, from some jobs, but fell into um, my current profession, which is extremely community-based and extremely, I mean, and and it's totally changed my perspective of who I am as a black woman. Yes. It's changed my perspective of what does community work look like? Because Sierra, who grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, was a little classist yeah. in privileged. her and privileged in her <laughs> beliefs and only understood things like hunger from extremes instead yeah. of systemic urban planning, like all of that. And so like, I don't know. So the city, whereas I see it has a lot of work to be done, it's also formed me in in who I am as a person. But I think like, you know, if I had to boil it down to the way that I see the world, it's very much like 
my foundation has been my experience with with religion and Christianity, that creative mindset and wanting to create something and, and viscerally feeling that. And then like also this ro- romantization <laughs> of community and relationships yeah. and wanting to foster and create yeah. that and like <laughs> just feeling very like flowery I guess around that sort of thing yeah I mean <laughs> it's hilarious because it just makes me think of think back to like when I first like started out doing community work and I was just like I'm gonna be the one to save the world <laughs> <laughs> look I had no idea about like how anything works how like politics influences the work we do yeah where do you fit in that yeah. space and just nothing it was just like no I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this. And it's just like, oh, here we are. Yeah. Look at you. We have a more realistic understanding. Yeah. yeah. Like I think the it's romance the of it all is still there. I'm still there's still moments where I'm like, gosh, connecting with people, yeah. building relationships with people is like the real thing. Mm-hmm. Um it really but it's is. also messy. It is. Um but I think at the core of like understanding Wilmington and creating, helping to foster a Wilmington that is more inclusive, helping to foster a Wilmington that, um, I don't know, just feels like home to more people and not Mm. certain people. Yeah, let me, let me, you know, I had a thought whenever you were talking about niches, right? Yeah, yeah. And because I, I tend to do that, and y'all, will, y'all, listeners, y'all will find that out about me. Like, I will go into a whole other thought. But but the niche thing, um, in terms of, like, coming back and having to reacclimate myself, I feel like up until recently I haven't found my, like, tribe, even mm-hmm. coming back home. Um, because, like, the changes has taken place. A lot, of, a lot of my friends didn't come back home. A lot of my family members moved away and didn't want to come back to small town Wilmington. And so mm-hmm. now it's just like... And I'm looking around, and no one looks like me. No one, like, it's just a whole different world, right? And so it's just finding a space, you know, where I feel like I'm around like-minded people uh, from different walks of life. Still, at the same time, it was, like, very difficult because, one, all the spaces I'm in are, like, super white. Mm -hmm. And coming from HBCU and all-black college and the spaces being, like, super black, right? And then... Uh, but diverse nonetheless Um, but it's just like coming back and it's like this city even the north side is not even where do I fit in here right you know what I mean and so um, wanting to figure out a way to create spaces where folks like myself who are entering to the city whether they have been whether had grew up here or they just moved here for college or for work like where how can I create like spaces or curate spaces where they feel uh, seen and heard and just like comfortable. Yeah. Um, so that's been something like I really would like to like delve more into because I, as a local, we have this mindset sometimes like, oh, we're moving away from here, never coming back here. But I'm here, and while I'm here, I think it's important for us to like create those spaces, you know. And maybe that's what we're starting to we're do doing with it this right podcast. We're doing it right now. <laughs> we'll create really. space and connection and opportunity for people to feel seen and heard while also you know learning about the city a little more yeah it's a lot we don't know and we're gonna find and figure this thing out together wow (laughs) creating a podcast
this is what we're doing, y'all. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what we're creating. We are creating space and, you know, providing perspective. And Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, and that, that's kind of like where the idea of the title, As Told By Us, you know, comes into play and how it came along because... We're at, literally telling our stories from our perspectives, right? Yeah. Um, and letting it be known, like, these are our thoughts. These are This is the way we see and view and experience and walk through life, right? And, and, sh- and sharing it with folks. Yeah. You know? And hopefully we'll also be able to bring on some of our friends, yeah. some of our partners, yeah. some of our, like, people that we admire in the city for you to hear told by them, too. Yeah. Like, perspectives that you may not typically here yeah exactly yeah yeah and i would also like to bring along like music and culture culture it's missing the culture <laughs> you know what i mean like just bring that to yeah. you know the space right um because that's something i like enjoy with my podcast the podcast that i listen to or subscribe to like mm-hmm. like what are y'all listening to like you know who's in the city who's in the city doing like music or art yeah. that you admire like yeah bring some of that content here you know I think we can definitely do that. Let's I'm do excited. That. Me too. I'm happy to be here. Oh, you, know? you remember? Okay, we did say we wanted to do one question for every episode, Ooh. and it was like, it was oh. like if you, if you and your family, <laughs> yeah, yeah, did if you... you and your family were a, a '90s sitcom, yeah, what family would, it, would it be? What, what, what family, family would, would it be? be? Which one did I say? I said Moesha. Moesha. I did say Moesha because I relate a lot to Moesha. She was stylish. She was a teen. Like, yes, ma'am. She, yeah, and she had lost her mom early on in life, and I, I could relate to that. Um, she had siblings. She had a sibling, and I, I too. And so I just related a lot to that. All, but just not having, like, a dad raise me. I had my granddad, of course. But just outside of that, her, like, it was everything. She was poetic. Uh, she was a writer. Um, it was just like all the things. So I related to that. Yeah. Gosh, if we could put that little like the intro song over <laughs> that, that would be amazing. Just if you could... <laughs> What did you come up with? What family are you? Did you okay, come girl, up with? I've been grappling with this I know, yeah. since we first thought of this question. Um, because I think originally I said the Huxtables. I said mm. the Cosby show. But it's problematic because my parents are divorced. So I'm definitely not the Huxtables. Um, yeah. Well, so who the, knows what the Huxtables would have been. Fair. You know. But then I was like, maybe I'm more Gilmore Girls. I know it. If you're out on the road, I knew it. Because I could see Lorelai's, like, I could see that whole, me and my life. mom. Well, actually, I said Dawson's Creek at first, to you be honest. You did. I could, okay. I could be Dawson's Creek, but so am I Joey? Uh, let's do Gilmore Girls. That's, I love Gilmore Girls. So yeah. we, I could see that. Okay, I could okay. see you in Gilmore Girls, like, yeah. Okay, so let's I'm, give I'm, that. I'm, <laughs> I'm Gilmore Girls. Ah, what a great show. <laughs> it really is. That's something me yeah. yeah, and my daughter Adier, we like, that's our thing to watch Gilmore Girls. Like, the the witty ba- the witty banner yes. is like my thing. Like, I love it so much. And then that theme song, <laughs> I will follow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, oh. 
It's gonna give. It's, it's gonna be a lot of this, y'all. Too. It's gonna be a lot of <laughs> joking and banter and, yeah. and good times. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Our first episode. We, we did it. We did it. Oh wow. my gosh. How exciting. This is awesome. Um, as we end today, we want to say a special thank you to WHQR for the use of their studios and to WHQR for recording our podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I want to say thanks to Kelly Knoyer for production help. Um, and our theme song is Kendrick Lamar, Ab Soul's Outro. Ooh. Yeah, dope, dope. For more local podcasts and the Cape Fear, go to whqr.org. Okay, well, thank you all for listening. Till next time. Peace.